Good morning. It is Thursday, and that means it's time for Jay's Recipe for Success. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, you know, we created this show so that we could hear about the journeys and the stories of leaders in our community, community leaders, entrepreneurs, business leaders. Um, and I've learned so much from these guests, and I hope that you have too. If you've missed any of our shows, feel free to visit the website. They are all there uh, and some amazing guests in our past, probably almost a year, maybe a little over a year now. Um, and so join them uh, and check out all of the ingredients to their success. It's at jasouthflorida.org. Um, you know, this month, every month there seems to be going something on, something going on. And last month we celebrated Women's History Month. We ended it yesterday with our the amazing Girls Rule Mentoring event. And, oh my gosh, can you tell I was inspired and I am passionate about this work that we're doing with our young girls. But this month is a little bit different. This month is uh, Financial Literacy Month. And this is a time when we create awareness around the importance of financial well-being. And you know, throughout the month, organizations will hold events and, and programs to teach people about financial education, right, at financial knowledge. But this is one of JA's three core pillars. So we do this all year long with over 54,000 students. And so it is just amazing to be able to use financial literacy uh, to create uh, economic empowerment, especially for these young people, especially with what we're going through today. And I'm so excited that our first guest during Financial Literacy Month knows so well uh, all about financial literacy and the importance, right, of teaching not only our young people, but helping people to get well, right, when it comes to finances. Don Silvestri not only has tackled a lot of linebackers and probably some other defense people, whatever, I don't know, whatever you call them. Uh, but he is tackling financial literacy and helping people to get healthy. Uh, he was a professional football player on teams like the New York Jets. Yes, I was a big name of fan. Uh, Buffalo Bills and Seattle Seahawks before retiring to South Florida and becoming the president of Debt.com. And so please help me welcome our board member, my friend, Don Silvestri. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for the introduction. It is uh, awesome to be here. Awesome. Well, I love working with you. You are so passionate about our cause. And I, yes, I know it is what you do every day, um, but so important. I mean, I can't even imagine, Don, what you have seen over the last year, right? I mean, I've watched people who, who I never thought would go through tough times, right? Struggle financially because they weren't prepared. And then I watched my daughter, who I thought wasn't listening all those years, right? Who said to me, mom, I'm good. I got a few thousand in the bank. My credit score is up. Uh, I got a job and I'm okay. And so interesting, right? How when we pay attention to what we're trying to teach them, uh, that things can work out okay. Talk a little bit about what you are seeing. Yeah, it's funny how you say that, right? You're brought up with this rule of thumb to have a three month reserve and and the, the traditional sense of have that in there so you can find another job in a couple months. And then here we are faced with, you know, a year plus and people just aren't prepared for, for that or aren't prepared well enough to understand it. And I think it was a little bit of a scramble for, for lots of people and being part of an organization that's there to kind of help self-help 
people understand what are some things that they can do themselves or have resources to to guide them is is important. And and what I love about JA and and what we do is we're trying to build a foundation of of younger people that will be able to understand that prepare themselves for the unexpected, because here this is a perfect example of where we're where we're living in these times. Yeah, so true. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, because I, I mean, I kind of know, uh, and then there's consolidated credit, right? There's debt.com. And, but for our audience as well, tell us a little bit about what does debt.com do? Dot com do. Yeah, I appreciate that. The, the, the premise behind debt.com was really a, an opportunity for our founder who started consolidated credit, Howard Dvorkin, who I know you have um, had on the show uh, recently. And consolidated credit, nonprofit credit counseling, you know, nonprofits was there to help people guide them through any challenges, housing counseling and those types of things. But at the end of it, it's one solution of many. And what Debt.com was built for when Howard stepped down from consolidated and started Debt.com was to create more of an encompassing group of programs to help people in other areas because it's not just credit card debt it's student loans it's housing it's it's credit and where you are and your financial stability but the other part of it is it's it was a, a no-brainer to slide into that because it's somewhat of the same financial literacy and financial education across the board it's not just one thing and you really have to pay attention to that and it was part of the the whole over over encompassing challenge was getting people to understand that you have to fix the biggest problem, but you can't ignore the others. Right. Well, and you know, listen, they can fix it, right? So we can fix their financial situation maybe right now, but if we don't educate them, they'll end up in the same situation right down the road. Um, and I, I've seen that so many times too, even with family, right? Family members who have ended up in trouble all over again. It's like, how many times do, are we gonna bail you out, right? You need to understand how to manage your money, right? Um, and live within your means and not create that debt and, and all of that. So that's so important. So I'm curious, and I'm not sure I ever heard this part of your story, how did you go from tackling in football to tackling right financial the financial world and business world? Yeah, great question. And I think you know life leads you down different paths, and a lot of it has to do with the people you surround yourself with. And the, and for me, it's always been helping people. The advantage I had of playing in the NFL and having that was the opportunity to give back and have some of that that spare time to to look at it that way but i've always been that type of person to do that so for me it was being in in an industry or in a job that i enjoyed i never wanted and i never guide anybody to get into something just because of the money or just because of the location or whatever it is you need to be able to enjoy what you're doing with excitement and and gratitude at the same time and for me gratitude is giving back and it's always been part of a sort of a i started as more of a, a player but always a player coach and coaching mm. people and helping people is an important element and being down the path that led me through multiple companies from playing in the in football to cbs sports was was down that road of of giving giving back and providing some guidance on how to do something and and it was really just building building playbooks for whatever industry it was in but i i enjoy that 
Mm, you mentioned, you know, oh my gosh, I love all of this because, by the way, today is also uh, the opening day for baseball. And I grew up in a baseball family and my dad played professional ball and also was a coach. Um, and so I, I just love the whole concept of coaching, right? Um, and, and, and I love when you just said, have a playbook. Right. And so we talk about that. I mean, even in, in junior at junior achievement, we have a development team, which you might call a sales team, and we have a playbook. Right. How do we how do we build the relationships? Right. What, where are those relationships um, and having that uh, or and other people might call it a plan that are not sports minded. Right. How you can't play the game of football without a plan. Right. Without a playbook. Exactly. Exactly. And whether you call it a playbook or a blueprint or a roadmap, I mean, those things are the the same in that you have to have a foundation, but you have to have a have a plan. And when you think about it, everything that that you build starts with an instruction manual, no matter what it is, and and step by step process and the, and the specific pieces of those process starting from you know step one is the most important part you can't just skip to the end because at any any level if you skip to the end you're going to put together something with a bunch of parts laying on the ground and you and you realize you don't have a, a quality piece of whatever it is you, you built and that's right. that's the important part of a playbook and it also helps others follow that playbook as well as guide through it and within financial literacy i mean it's the perfect example because like you said it's it's not just this month for us, although we celebrate it and really promote it. It's all year long. It's all lifelong that you have to follow those types of things and having a quality roadmap blueprint to, to life. It doesn't present itself. There's not a perfect book out there that's that sets you up for that. And it's life experiences. But you have to be able to to start from the basics when it comes to that. Yeah, so true. You know, so I think, you know, what we're seeing, especially through COVID, if you look on LinkedIn and uh, and you're kind of following what's going on, there are more coaches than you can shake a hat at. OK, I mean, it's, everybody's become a coach um, and and I've had, you know, three or four coaches. And so for me, I know what makes right what what helps me and how they motivate me and inspire me and help me to grow for you, what is it you think makes you a good coach? Yeah, it's that's a good question because you, you don't know what you don't know. So you're always learning even as a coach and you want to put those elements in, into play. But I think the, the you want to provide that opportunity to learn and you're always learning. You know, we look at look at things in, in opportunities and with COVID and all the changes that have occurred, you've got to make changes and you've got to dive into stuff. And and no entrepreneur jumps into something hoping he's going to be in second place. Right. Their goal is to start fast, learn along the way. And you've got to create the learnings with that. So coaches are really just taking all those all those things that they've gathered and then presenting it in a different way, in a motivational way to maybe say the same thing a little bit differently so it resonates. Mm, yeah, so true. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's even, um, you can tell people what to do all day long, you know, and somebody, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday who's now running a company and she said, you know, they call me for every little thing, right? There's no problem solving ability. And I said, well, when they call you, what do you do? And she said, 
Well, I tell them what to do. And I'm like, well, maybe that's part of it, right? Maybe instead of giving people the solutions, because we're fixers by nature, right? Um, and so maybe instead of fixing it, we need to start asking those questions. Well, how would you fix it? What would you do, right? How can we change the process to, to be better, right? To be more efficient for you, right? And so I'm... That's something I'm working on is I'm always, you know, I want to jump in and fix it for everybody. Um, and I, I think, unfortunately, you know, I'm, so it shocks me that my daughter turned out that way because, you know, here I am thinking that I always wanted to fix everything for her. But yet I really was always about consequences and holding her accountable and 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 having her take right take care of it. Um, so it actually does work. And I think that's part of what we're doing with our young people right? Um, we are fixing everything for them. And we're not giving them the opportunity to solve problems and be creative. Yeah, you said two two really good things there. And that's that's kind of the problem uh, of society, right? What's the shortcut? How do I quickly get there? How do I just Google it and get it done? And, and it's important to, and we do that at our business now, and, and you can't scale without creating those problem statements and having others help solve it. Because at any point you can think we could do that faster if I just do it myself, which happens a lot, like you said, but you can't build a strong foundation. You can't help coach people if you don't allow them to solve those problems or try to solve the problems and, and failing is okay if you're learning from, from that and fail. And in our business, it's fail fast, learn from it, use it as a training and learning opportunity. Oh, I love that. Fail fast learn from it and what was the last piece and and use that to 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 build on use it to, oh i love that yeah i think that's so true we're living you know we can have anything at our fingertips like you said with the internet um and i think we've become extremely as as a society we've become impatient and we want everything tomorrow you know and even yesterday we had the girls rule event and we were talking about um young people today and the jobs, there are jobs out there. They don't want those jobs, right? They're not glamorous. They're not sexy, right? They don't have all the wow that goes with it. And so we're struggling, right? A lot of industries are struggling to get young people to enter into those fields. And I was asking our program manager who's in her probably mid to late twenties. And I said, you're working with these kids. What is it they're, what are they interested in? social media, social influencer, because they can get there fast, right? They can make right. money fast. It's not about building over 20, 30 years like we did. Yeah, right. and I think that's it too, because a lot of it has to do with, and the, and the term I was saying was training opportunity, but that whole part of it is, I think people are, are they, they kind of want the easy button, but they also don't, they're, they're afraid to get the emotions hurt. They, they don't want to just dive into something and you can't be afraid of those, those types of things. You have to move forward with it. And in an industry like we're in, who, how much fun does it sound like just to talk about debt and help people out of debt? It sounds kind of, you know, dry in sense, and you want to go towards the happy place of, of something else. But at the end of it, if you're helping people, you're giving back, you're, you're coaching along the way, there is a sense of satisfaction and those things come back to two, three, tenfold. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, good point and a great place to let that simmer, as we say here in Recipe for Success. Um, and we're going to take a short break and show a little video in honor of Financial Literacy Month. Please welcome tonight's presentation of What I Want to Do When I Grow Up. When I Grow Up. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to cry when paying the bills. When I grow up. I don't want to be turned down for a business loan. I don't want to borrow a lot for an education. And then not know what to do with it. When I grow up, I don't want to be paid less. Told I'm underqualified. Or overqualified. When I grow up. When I grow up. I want to know how to save for my future. Find a job I like. And start my own business. When I grow up. I want to know how to provide for my family. And invest in my community. And make a difference. When I grow up. When I grow up. When I grow up. When I grow up. I just want things to be different. At Junior Achievement, we promote economic empowerment through education. But we can't do it alone. So I don't know about you, but that gives me the goosebumps. Um, I, I, I think, love that video. Love it. Right? I mean, think about it. Um, I mean, these kids are growing up in different times, right? And we have got to prepare them. Um, and so I, I just think that that is a video that Jay um, just recently produced. And it's just, to me, it's so powerful. And it really tells the story. Um, and thank you for all that you're doing, right, to help prepare, to prepare. And I know you guys also work with with youth. Um, and so it's so important. We can't we can't address this enough. You know, I want to talk a little bit about um, something else that I know you're very involved in. And I love your you know, you talked about giving back and making a difference. And um, three years ago, when Marjorie Stolman Douglas happened, um, you and and Howard and and uh, stepped up and created right this organization, Parkland Cares. And I think, you know, what we're going through today. I mean, the mental rate um, uh, effects of what's happening today with the pandemic on our young people, on our, our elderly people. Um, you can see it so clearly. Right. Um, and I think even with people that are going through financial hardships, the stress of that, right, can cause mental anguish and, and mental illness. Talk a little bit about that and, and your work in that, because I know that's something you're you're very proud of. Yeah, I appreciate that. And and that was one of those things that you, you didn't ask for it, but the opportunity to, to help and living in the backyard and so close to it and seeing neighbors and and my kids' friends going through a challenging time that you don't want to talk about. You want to bury it deep down. And unfortunately, that's not the way to move forward. And you've got to be able to speak about any of those things. And with, with mental health and some of those stigmas that are out there, like debt, uh, people don't want to talk about it. And we need to change that. We need to flip that around. And it's okay to talk about those challenges. And those are the types of things that move you on to celebrate successes and, and move forward in, in life and be able to use it as a, a foundational rock that you've, you've created the solid 
you know, learning experience that you can now move, move forward and, and build from that because it builds strengths, you know, failing on things and having occurrences that you didn't expect through life are going to happen. And you have to be able to learn from those and use it as a strength to move forward, or you're going to surround yourself with people that are just on the negative side and you need to surround yourself with with positivity and 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 people that are seizing opportunities to to move forward and and helping that was something that we identified it was a need and when it comes to young people you want to you never want that to, to happen you never want anything to ha happen regardless of that particular you know tragedy it's it happens every day in in different regards and we're seeing it with this pandemic and people are only a step away from a, a horrible story but you've got to use that as a as a guide and a learning experience to to move on and celebrate and move forward and 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 keep pushing forward on on things yeah absolutely you know when you talk about changing the story right um, and telling the story i know that you uh use marketing quite a bit. Our friend Ken, uh, you know, Debrito, I know you work very closely with him, telling the story, right, and, and getting the word out there. Um, so important. And I know that that's something you believe in. And, and um, has, it, has it changed the story around mental illness? Has it helped change the story around financial debt? Have you seen that? Yeah, I think more people are talking about those things. And uh, like I said, celebrating the success, you see people coming out of that school and others, and even now finding ways to create careers or maybe driven to do something in healthcare or in mental health care and, and, and helping to coach. And that's why you're seeing so many coaches, because there's people that have that gift for gab and, and understanding that they can help people. And, and as I said before, those things come back in full fold and information is valuable. You know, people don't read books anymore. They don't go go through that. They want that quick little bit of information and the shortcut as we used to see, you know, the cliff notes of, you cliff know, notes. kids don't understand what that is, but everyone's using Google or something else to skip ahead, but it's the steps along the way that help you and build yeah. that foundation. So true, so true. I mean, even in careers, it's all of those things I learned in every job, waiting tables, bartending, working in the bank as a teller. I mean, all of the different things that I did just, you know, helped me to build those skills, right? I didn't start here. And I think our kids see us today and they think we started here, right? Um, so often. So right. one of the things we do as we um, get close to closing out the show is I read back some of the ingredients to your success. Um, and they're pretty impressive. And I, I so I want to start reading some of those, because then I'm going to ask you what your main ingredient is. So you talked about a couple of times surrounding yourself with the right people, right? Positive people, people who want to work towards the goal, giving back and making a difference. Gosh, so much of who you are. And I love that about you. Uh, finding a job or a career that you love, right? They say you'll never work a day if you find something you're passionate about. Gratitude. It was really interesting. You texted me the other day when, when we were talking about you coming on the show and, and you said, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And that really struck me because I was like, wow, gratitude, definitely one of his ingredients. So I knew that one coming into the show. Um, 
you know, player coach, coaching people, right? And making sure that we're helping them to learn and grow all along the way, having that playbook, the plan and following the steps to success, right? Um, always providing opportunities for others to learn and to grow um, and that you have to change, right? We can't always stay the same. Things change. We have to adapt. Um, I love this. The goal is to start fast, but learn along the way um, as you get to the goal. Um, and I'm sure you know a lot about that um, with uh, football. No shortcuts, right? There's no easy way to get to the goal line, right? It's it's moving the ball, right? Inch your yard at a time and getting there. There's no shortcuts. You got to go those 100, 100 yards, right? Um, need help from others to build things or to, to get you where you need to go. Fail fast, learn from it, use it to build on. When the opportunity arises, you talked about Parkland, seize it, right? And find a way to make a difference. Celebrate the successes. Um, and of course, uh, changing and telling the story along the way. Don Silvestri, tell us, what is your main ingredient to success? Well, it, it, you can go in so many different ways, but I would say, you know, personally for people, it's perseverance, drive, and never giving up. And I would say for companies and, and others building, you know, for the, for the future, it's surrounding yourself with the right people, right? There's a people process, but people is one of the most important things. And I go back to a book um, that was, you know, something that everybody should read, Good, Great, is one of those business books that talks about putting the right people on the bus and having a process to move, to move those people. But you have to surround yourself with the right people. And my, my foundation of playing sports, every coach that puts together a team, they all have somewhat of a level playing field, but they're superstars that may not be right for that right, right team. And it's about putting the right people that have a similar mindset, that are driven, and that are that are really in that same goal of perseverance and guiding along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I was listening to a pod every morning. I usually, while I'm taking a shower, I either listen to music or a podcast. And this morning's was about perseverance, right? No matter how hard it gets, just don't quit, right? Um, and sometimes even when you don't quit, even when you keep, you know, keep going and you stay at it, it doesn't always go the way you want it to go, but you'll be able to walk away and say you gave it everything you had, right? You didn't win every football game, but you gave it everything you had, right? You stayed with it, didn't quit. Um, and so I love that. So before we close, I want to give you a chance just to, to share with the audience and then, you know, it's going to go over social media. Who should call debt.com? And how did they get in touch with you? Yeah, if anybody who needs help in the financial struggle that they're going through can call for free help through.com and we connect them with the right service providers that we've vetted out and, and found who's doing it the right way that's going to truly help somebody. And the other side of it is going to debt.com. There's a lot of information out there to to help you help yourself. Like I said earlier, self-help and, and those types of things. And we connect with other companies. A lot of what we do is reciprocal. We're working with other companies that are doing things in the financial space beyond just helping with debt, but moving forward with, with that and combining energy and, and combining talents is important in helping, helping this, this country come, come back and, and really become stronger. 
Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for all the work that you're doing around that. You know, and at JA, we'll continue to work with our young people. For those uh, out there may not know, you know, our, our Broward County School District mandates, requires that every fifth and eighth grader participate in JA programs in the classroom and at JA World. What we haven't gotten to, and there are 21 states actually who have required financial literacy in high school. It is a core curriculum class. We have not gotten there yet in Florida. And I think that is something that we certainly should, should advocate for and should strive for uh, because we know that if we can provide this education and this foundation, you talked a lot about the foundation, right? Our young people will grow up to, to experience financial security, financial freedom, uh, and financial and uh, economic empowerment. So thank you for the good work that you are doing. Thank you for being here with us this morning. Uh, love the work that you're doing. And thank you for your service and leadership to Junior Achievement. Thank you, Lori, for what you do for what Junior Achievement does is, is an amazing, amazing opportunity to be a part of. And I want to be one of those advocates that pushes Junior Achievement and the financial literacy and education across with you. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Thanks for being here. And thank to you. everyone else, thank you so much. Uh, please get out there, support financial literacy this month. Let's help our children grow up to be financially well and strong. Thanks, everyone. Have an amazing day and look forward to seeing you next week on Recipe for Success. Take care, Don. Bye, Lori.